In our last episode, the party explored in the old abandoned castle. Inside, they found a shiny button that made a throne retract into the wall. Invisible bars designed to trip unwary adventurers. Every privy in the castle, and some sort of cold mold. They decided that it made more sense to head towards the most likely place to find a hag, the large central tower, accessible only through the second floor. Our adventurers today are David, who plays Ichabod the Wizard. But I won't, because I'm 17 and mature. Kieran, who plays Waylon the Barbarian. So, <laughs> Theron, who plays Day the Druid. I say, I found a button as I press it. <laughs> and our DM, Hazel. 10 plus... didn't plan out that far. Welcome, fellow travelers, to Legends of Chell. So you safely make it up the stairs. Off to your right, at the end of the hall, at the end of the hallway, is a door, and slightly to your left, across the hallway, is a door. And there's another door at the on on that side, and there's a door on your side of the hall as well. So no offense to Ichabod, but invisible poles going across the thing seems like wizard bullshit, not hag bullshit. <laughs> And where are we? This is the stairway. You guys came out of there. And our relation to the tower we want to get to, what direction would that be in? This one? Yeah, that way. Okay. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well. Thankfully, it's two left. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys turn left, and there is a doorway there, which you're opening in the usual method, I assume. So you guys open the door. And you step into a library. Hi guys, it's Theron from the future. I'm breaking in here to tell you that if you hear a weird noise that sounds like a marching army of soldiers, that is Kieran playing with his dice, and I removed everything of it that I could. So sorry about that. Uh, The walls are covered with shelves and books. Um, there are various places to sit, and a few tables, some of which also have books on them. Are the books in good condition? I know we have work to do, but I'm going to need a few minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, they're dusty, if you'd like to look around to see if you can find any books that you're interested in. Yes, very Um, much so. You you may do an investigation check. Waylon sits down in a chair. And yawns. Plumes of dust just puff up around you. No, <laughs> oh, that was a bad idea. Fourteen? I would specifically like to look for books about hags. Natural one. Alright. <laughs> so, you're looking around the room, and you're pulling out these books, and a lot of them, they start to decay as you pull them off. They start losing their shape, and the paper starts flaking off. And a lot of them just look boring and uninteresting. Um, but you do find a couple that are interesting to you. So the first book that you find is called 
The Treachery of Satan Shell. So you pull that off of a shelf. And the other book you find on a nightstand or a little little table next to a chair. And that one is called Heat of Winter. <laughs> ah, that's from the, the dream journey. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was uh, it was a book of your mother's that you'd seen but not taken much notice of um, on a table and you also saw it on your dream journey. Is on the card. Is this like a Fifty Shades of Grey thing? Do I already know that? <laughs> you can open it up and see. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mom, let me poke through it. I've, I've got, I've got suspicions, so I'll open it with one eye closed. <laughs> okay. Are you going to open it up to the beginning, or are you just going to crack it open at a random spot? I'll crack it open. Okay. Oh, Mom. So you open up to a random spot, and it says, Genevieve leaned forward, brushing her lips across Jacqueline's. Her heart <laughs> pounded, wondering if she was being too forward. But Jacqueline seemed receptive. Her mouth opened, and her tongue darted out, licking Genevieve's lips. Okay, okay. <laughs> Mom's dirty book. <laughs> That's an old-ass dirty book. <laughs> it's been a print a long time. I guess. Pretty popular, I guess. I'm 17, so I'm going to hold on to it for research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta, I got to figure out Leon's tiny hut. <laughs> <laughs> Occupied! <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Waylon said that he was interested in the treachery of St. Michelle. Yep. Are you going to request access to that book? Yes, please. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and I'm going to go far away from that book. Uh, <laughs> and start at the beginning of Treasury of St. Michelle. But how, if, is it, if it's a particularly long <laughs> book, I'll, I'll skim the first, like, you know, a couple pages and, and stow it. Okay. It's fairly long. So, it's The Treachery of St. Michelle by Burton Francis. Oh, The Treachery? Yes, The yeah. Treachery. Yeah. I heard The Treachery of St. Michelle, so it was... Say it Francis. one more time for me. The Treachery of St. Michelle by Burton Francis. So, you're skimming through this book, and um, a lot of it's very dry and boring. Uh, the author of this book rambles on for some time. He tells the story of St. Michelle... St. Michelle was born during the reign of Emperor Peregrine II on a farm not far north of Esterim. She was a beauty with dark blue eyes, warm brown skin, and a strong contralto voice that she used to lead the workers in song. One day, when she was 18, the emperor's son, Prince Alexius, came to ask her for her hand in marriage. When she explained that she was already betrothed, the prince bowed to her and left without another word. And so, Michelle married. They built a house at Three Groves Farm and started a family. They had three children, two girls, and a boy named Linus. They spent ten happy years together until one day her husband was killed by a group of bandits. Not long after, the prince returned and restated his offer. Again, she turned him down, explaining that she was still in mourning and would not be ready to remarry for a long time, if ever. This time, Prince Alexius urged her to accept, claiming he was mad with love and reminding her of the status she and her children would gain. Still, she said no. A few more years passed. There were hardships. 
Heavy taxes were levied on the farms. Livestock suffered high losses. And her parents died in a magical accident. Despite the tragedies that passed through the farm, she made great advances in the community. She united the farmers of the area to share work, a group which has since grown to become the East Agriculture Union. When Emperor Peregrine met his death and Alexius took the throne, he made Michelle another offer, this time at the palace. But again, she refused him. The emperor tried to sway her with words of love, of money, and power, but Michelle rejected him, saying that she was satisfied with her state in life and did not love him. The exact record of events after this point is unclear, for there are many variations on the tale. Regardless, it was not long before Michelle was imprisoned under charges of treason and assault upon the emperor and put to death. When Michelle stepped into her noose, she was surrounded by a beam of radiant light and disappeared from the plane to stand in the halls of the gods. And though he doesn't deny that that story um, is true as told, he does state that it's incomplete. He then talks about the other tales that he's heard and uh, how he has tediously discounted each one and why the authors who have written them are in fact fools. And he talks about what elements of them have some element of truth. But he finally gets around to talking about this tale that he said he was going to talk about. And what the story claims, uh, skimming through it really quick, is that um, Heather, uh, one of Michelle's daughters, thought her mother was a fool when her mother would not take the emperor's offer. And she offered herself to the emperor instead. The emperor took her offer, but he didn't marry her. Uh, he took her as a mistress. And uh, indeed, after that, he became engaged to another woman, an elven princess named Alianora. So Heather knew that she would never gain the power and wealth she desired as long as either her mother or Alianora lived. So she plotted to set the princess against her mother, and then she was going to poison the princess. But whenever her mother died, Heather was stricken with grief and drank the poison herself. And that's the story that he tells. Hmm. There were two daughters that we didn't know of, right? That were supposed to be lost to history? And this is just the one of them? Um, this is one of Michelle's daughters. Right. I don't remember this, how many she had. Two or three. I believe that she had two. I believe she had two but daughters and a son. I have the file open. <laughs> because that's where the... She had two daughters... Yeah, and they were both lost to history. Or yeah, just... their names okay. aren't aren't known according to this source. <laughs> okay, so this talks about one of them who betrayed her mother and killed herself. Basically, it's a bad book title. I don't know if I like this yeah. Burton Francis guy. <laughs> it is a bad book title <laughs> because it sounds like he's talking about something that he apparently isn't. Mm-hmm. She's being betrayed and not being treacherous. Yeah. So, it is a trickery of her, not by her? It's clickbaity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number six will shock you. It's, it's, a, it's a very clickbait title to get the cells on. You're going to write a scholarly work, you have to have a colon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Huh. Uh, interesting. Is that significant to you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you've seen the... Su- 
Have I shown the symbol on my chest? Or is that, no, is that actually still there? It's, it, it's actually in your light whenever you summon uh, your light at any time. Because uh, that's the light that was in your chest. Okay. So, he, you, you've seen the symbol. You, know, you realize it's, it's the symbol of St. Michelle, right? I know now. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> and now we've seen the fallen angel. Mm. Or what we assume is a fallen angel. Uh, and the fallen angel is the daughter? Maybe? Possibly. I'm possibly? Hmm. She wants to use my light to free her? Why me? Huh. We have bigger concerns at the moment. So Do we? <laughs> I, I bigger mean, concerns than the gods seem to be taking notice of Waylon? <laughs> I... I, I, I I'm more concerned about our homes and our families than the gods, but they are important. <laughs> but first, we need to find the hags. So I'm just going to keep this book in the bag and study it at length later, even though I'm not a very scholarly person. Uh, <laughs> so let's just keep looking for signs of the hag. I'm going to pretend I didn't this for now. <laughs> Did anything bad happen for my natural one? <laughs> right. Um, you were doing an investigation check for things? For hags. I think I mostly just do that in combat. Okay. So we'll just... We'll just I just wanted that. to make sure. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I considered like having you knock down a bunch of bookshelves and almost hit uh, Ichabod in the head or something <laughs> with, with them, but... And I can't get up from this chair right now. <laughs> Give me a moment. <laughs> oh my god. So when you're ready to proceed, there's the door you entered in through the hallway, and there's also a door in the back of the room on the far right from where you entered that leads somewhere else. Well, that and that's the direction that the tower is, right? It is. Do you want me to find your phone and turn off the sound? That'd probably be good. (laughs) So I guess we'll go through that door in the far end of the room. All right. So there's another room back there. Weird. It's actually pretty large. Could that be the tower? Looks like it. That's a lot of doors. Thank you. (laughs) Are there no doors into the tower? You do not see a door into the tower. (laughs) Our plan has worked out perfectly. So this is an elaborate room with nice uh, parquet flooring. There are numerous wardrobes and there's a large porcelain bath. There's a large vanity on one side of the room and a bed, a large king-sized bed. There are numerous framed paintings around the room. Uh, There are a few tapestries, including Another tapestry with Corindale's symbol on it, hanging on what appears to be the tower. I'll do a, a cursory search through the room to see if there's anything of interest besides what we've already seen. I'm making an investigation check. Who sleeps in the bathroom? Eleven. I played the Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sorry, what was that? Eleven. Okay, so you see a rope hanging from the ceiling, and you go and you tug it just a little bit, and it just kind of falls down <laughs> and um, you do find a jewelry box sitting on the vanity and uh, in that box you find some items so there's quite a bit of jewelry there is 
an amulet. Um, it looks like it has a large teardrop ruby set in it. There is a gold bracelet. There are some tarnished silver items. There's a silver bracelet, a pair of silver earrings that are shaped like feathers and have uh, little garnets around the edge. Uh, there's a big chunk of amethyst. And there is an old, tattered, faded letter, which is here for someone to read if they want to. It's a love letter. Do you want me to read it for the show? Sure. Okay. Shalandria. I dream of you at night, missing your voice and your warm smile. The way your ears curl up at their tips when you smile. I see that. I can smell the scent that you wear, and that so often I wear due to our closeness. I cannot smell it on me now. I have been gone from you for far too long. I miss you, and I pray that Corindel will show our king that this trek into the woods is pointless. Our might has never been strong enough to stop this corruption. It will be no different now. I would have relished it when I was young, but I find I have no heart for it any longer, because that belongs to you now, now and forevermore, my love. Your dusky sense, your dusky skin has sung to me on many a night, but I yearn for far more than the pleasures of the flesh. I yearn for that look of understanding, the wrinkle of your nose when you laugh, the pleasant conversation. My dear, I miss you so much. I pray that you yearn as much for me, yet pray that you do not yearn at all. May we be reunited soon. Yours truly, Hubert. Sounds like a nerd. It didn't do much for me. I'll stick with the book. <laughs> so I'm confused, actually, at this point. I see that second Corindel tapestry, mm-hmm. and I see this letter, and I'm like, is Hubert the wizard? We could ask him. Yeah, we could ask him. We could go ask him his name, because if that's the case, like, Corindel is a very good god. <laughs> like, sometimes people who worship Corindel are assholes, but Corindel is great, and somebody who follows Corindel that much would probably not be a necromancer. So I'm confused about stuff. Hmm. <laughs> well, didn't the wizard move into the tower after the kingdom? Probably. I, I guess no. so. Yeah. Have I ever heard of these names? You can make a history check for me. Uh, 23. Yes. You have, actually, uh, some ancient histories that you've read from the library mention um, these two people as lord and lady of one of the holds of Avarn. Okay. So they used to rule a particular area as part of the Empire of Avarn. And you know that they were uh, lost to the corruption of the forest. They couldn't keep it back, and they lost a lot of uh, settlements in this area. And that was long ago. It was before Squint's time, by far. Mm. Uh, Hubert, human... Shalandria Drow? They are both elves, dark-skinned elves. I don't think they're drow. I think, like, wood elves, probably. I think is what I was thinking. How do I do with the font choices, then? Fine. Okay. Uh, it's, it still seems weird how many traces there are of these very old things, and we've come across almost nothing from later inhabitants other than the candle. Maybe we just picked the wrong side. Maybe. 
Should have gone right. <laughs> <laughs> but from here, there's no entrance to the tower at all? Uh, not that you see. I well, behind look. that um, tapestry, maybe. Do you want to move this tapestry? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That is a manual investigation check. Yeah, you uh, move the tapestry aside, and there's a door there. Cool. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, same old song and dance. Open it. <laughs> okay, you open the doorway, and it's fairly similar to the other tower that you entered, except there's no access to anything above it, and the stairwell goes down. In the center are... It looks just like just a little sitting area. There are a couple of... There's a table and a couple of chairs. Uh, nothing on any of them. Just sitting in the center area there. But did you say there were windows in the tower? Uh, there are no windows in this tower. There are windows in the, in the other... There are windows in that room. Yes, looking out over the courtyard. But there are no windows in this tower. The other towers have arrow slits, but this one does not have any openings. So I want to look around and see if there's anything of note in this sitting room. Okay. 18? It's a bare room. You don't see anything. Okay. Um, Any entrances down on the bottom of the tower? If you want to go downstairs, you can look. Well, let's go look. Let's do. Watch your head and feet. Yeah, really. Okay. So, you head downstairs, and you come out onto another landing. There's another set of stairs that goes down, and um, here there's no doorway. There's just a hallway going back this way. Into the main key. Yep, into the main key. And more stairs going down, and at this point we're going into, like, a basement level? If we were to go down? Um, if you were going down, yes, you would be going down to a basement level. Okay. Soon, because this is the first floor. So All right. You can either go back onto the first floor or you can go down. Do we want to try exploring the right side? I'm, I'm inclined to believe that if the pad were to set up shop, we'd probably be down. Okay. Yeah. Let's try down in the dark. Let's try down. I figure it's either down is where we want to go mm-hmm. or it'll be just the size of this tower and it'll be quick to check. So we might as well go down. All right. What has ever gone wrong when you go down into a basement, right? Shambling mounds. <laughs> Mimics that look like doors. Trapped doors that look like spikes. <laughs> Casts and ghouls. All that good stuff. So you descend down into the tower and you reach the bottom. It's not a long trek. It doesn't seem like the basement's far. It's just another floor down. Mm -hmm. So you reach the bottom, and you come out into the bottom of the tower. There are no more stairs, and there do not seem to be any exits, and there are a few crates uh, stacked along the side where the down would be if there was a down. Um, but there are a few crates, and you're at the bottom. Okay. Uh, take a look at the crates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, like, to take a look at the crates in terms of we'll move them if they're movable, see if there's, like, a hidden trap door going further down. Also, see if there's anything inside them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you move the crates, you do not see a trap door, 
Um, you open up a few, it's not difficult, they're old, the wood is fairly rotten. And they seem to be old clothes, mostly moldering now. Um, they were fancy at one point, but they are nothing now, basically. So then they're uh, off-season clothes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And there are no exits from the room. It's Not just easy. the storage area. Hmm. Seems extremely odd to me, but... We're going to track down where that throne went. Mm. Um, I'll search around the edges of the of the room to see if there are any hidden doors. Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh, Fifteen. Alright. You find... Uh, Two hidden doors, actually. Oh, hey. One leading away from the keep, and one leading back in towards it. Start with in. Yeah, let's... Okay. Start heading into the keep. Alright, so you open up this door, and you are in this long room. It's about 50 feet long, and 25 feet wide. And there are displays of armor and weapons, and you see there are a few gold pieces laying around, but not many. It looks like it was some kind of display or treasury, um, but most of the wealth that was here seems to have been taken out of it. Please quantify a few gold, because currently our party fund is at three, so we're taking whatever is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good idea. I'm going to say that you guys find about 50 gold and 100 gold worth of jewels. Okay. And you can also all roll a D100, I think, if I figure out the loot tables, where my loot tables are and what they require. It's a D20, actually. D20. D100 is more fun. Sorry. I mean, I can divide if you want. Eight. So, Day, you find this uh, small ring. It's gold, mm-hmm. and it has these blue gems in it that look like waves. Okay, um, can I, I mean, it, it'll take me some time, but can I cast Detect Magic on it? Is it a magic ring? You can, it is magical. Um, you also, whoever has the amulet, you get a ping off of that. Okay. Ooh. And, you know, I see. I'm sure somebody else has magic stuff. But you see both of those things. As well as whatever these two guys roll. Uh, 17. 17. You find this robe that's still salvageable. That's It was with this suit of armor that's mostly rusted and gone. And it's covered in these weird patches, like there's a lantern, things like that. And you? Four. Four. You find this thin gold crown, and on it is this purpley red gem right in the center. And so, of, of everything that we've collected, the bracelets, the amethyst, the earrings, the amulet with the teardrop ruby, the robe... The ring. crown and the ring. They all those are all magic. They all yield some magic. Alright, let's spend a little time. <laughs> yes, I did. And I'll uh, I'll run through 
identify for each one of them. Okay. You have a robe of useful items. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a random chart, so I don't have things made up. So, work on <laughs> You can work on that, or I can do that. Say people's names. Sorry. Uh, Waylon, you have a robe of useful items. Uh, Day, you have a ring of swimming. Okay. Uh, Ichabod, you have a circlet of blasting. Ooh. And whoever has the amulet, I do have that, because that was not found down here. So who has that? Do you have that? For now. <laughs> An amulet of revivification. An amulet that takes the form of a large red teardrop ruby and closed in an intricate cage of gold and silver on a golden chain. Upon falling to zero hit points, the amulet activates. The magic-infused gem evaporates into dust as life once again flows into your body, awaking with one hit point around you after you fell to zero. The amulet is unable to restore you back to life if you die to old age and is unable to restore <laughs> missing body parts. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. The a- magic in the amulet is completely used in restoring you to life. It cannot be used again. So. Yeah, to Waylon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Figured. But <laughs> <laughs> I put on my ring. Cool. I don't remember exactly what it does. I think it just gives you a swim speed, right? I think so. Maybe you can breathe underwater. I'm not sure. I can look it up. Okay. Does that count if you can cast revivification on me without consuming material components? Yeah. Whatever. Swim speed of 40. Oh, nice. Faster than I can walk. <laughs> it's like playing Fallout 4. If you have this number. Yes, don't correct circlet to cricket. <laughs> cricket, cricket of blasting. Like in men in black, cricket of blasting. <laughs> <laughs> How many charges does that have? Reaction cast the Scorching Ray spell. We shall don this. And, um... How many charges does it have? Uh, it's it used once a, once a day. Oh, no. okay, that works. Nice. Used again next dawn, which is very acceptable. And the robe of useful items is going to require some rolling, I believe. Yeah. I like that we got, like, nice jewelry, and now Waylon just has, like, this patchy robe. <laughs> 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 I mean, usefully patchy, but... I mean, you can give him a nice piece of jewelry instead. I mean, you get an amulet. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, he yeah. has the amulet. That's true. Use an action to detach one of the patches, causing it to become the object or creature it represents. Once the patch is removed, once the last patch is removed, it becomes an ordinary robe. It has two each of the following patches. This is kind of neat, actually. So you've got two daggers... Two bullseye lanterns, and when you pull it off, it's they're filled and lit. <laughs> two steel mirrors, two ten-foot poles, or one twenty-foot pole, depending on how you look at it. You have gaffers taped tape taped together. <laughs> two rope, fifty feet coiled, and two sacks. <laughs> we're just we're about to make Hazel very unhappy. In addition, the robe has 4d4 other patches. The GM chooses the patches or determines them randomly. Yeah. <laughs> does it give me an, a list of patches? It does, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a d100. So I'll roll the 4d4 and then the d100? Sure. That many times. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. these other items are very cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is that? That's a three. 
So three. Twelve. Nice. Six. Big numbers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, twelve. Okay. G100. Twelve times. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> Here's my... Do you want help? <laughs> that would probably be good, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to each roll four? Sure. 62. Uh, four potions of healing. I just rolled 56 twice. That's very odd. 98? Please tell me that's something good. Oh, that's a portable ram. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I am a portable ram. <laughs> Eight. Bag of 100 gold. Nice. Uh, I think I could use some more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's the rim! <laughs> 94. <laughs> window. You have another one of those. I also rolled a 94. Oh, two windows. Wait. Hmm? I rolled four times. I thought you were just doing 12. Oh. Yeah, I didn't think that you were partaking. Okay. Me do it instead of Ichabod. Well, it looks like Ichabod already has four written down also. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. We'll see. <laughs> We'll stick with yours. Okay. Windows are really windows. Why? Windows are sweet. So that I can just put yeah. on You can put wall. it on a wall and go through it. Yeah. Jesus. Or look through it. Yeah. Which you can place on a vertical surface you can reach. It's they're two by four up to two feet deep. It's not like you can take them down again. No. They're just uh, one one time use. Huh. So okay. my rolls, you got two, because I rolled fifty six twice, you got two pits. They are a ten foot cube. Uh, you can place on the ground within 10 feet of you. Another four potions of healing and a 24-foot ladder. Those potions of healing will be nice. Mm, yeah. Just got eight <laughs> potions, potions of healing. Of healing. Yeah. Um, I have a 59. That's another pit. Another pit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 70. Uh, rowboat, 12 feet long. Oh, cool. <laughs> Swimming rowboat. And 21. Iron door. In place in an opening you can reach, it conforms to fit the opening, attaching and hinging itself, barred on one side of your choice. It has to be an opening. But it blocks, oh, I don't it want blocks you enemies. Here. Please go away. Iron door. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't think that's going to work with the little quippers. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's 12. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's a grab bag. I really wanted to get windows for the one time I used one of those. I didn't get any windows. <laughs> I really wanted it. I got none. Oh my goodness. Uh, just out of curiosity, what were my rolls? Did you get the copper? The dogs. Two oh. mastiffs. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, I could turn into one. We could just have dogs everywhere. <laughs> We have to change our names to dogs everywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was the treasury. That's interesting. Hmm. And you can go back up, or you can go across. There's another door in the treasury. There's oh, no, the, there's the one that leads away from the keep. Yeah, the one that leads away from the keep. Might as well check that out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's away from where we want to be to investigate. True. So, probably go back up to... That was the library. What was this again? That was the master bedroom. Master bedroom. There were the double doors, and there was the single door Mm -hmm. over in the corner. Start with the double door. Sounds good. Okay. Back to the second floor. The double door goes out 15 feet. 
It's just a hallway. Okay. So 15 feet leading out into a very large room? Yes. 15 feet out leading into a very large room. And you can see in that room some things. Probably. Day. Um, as you're coming out, you think for a moment you see something moving. And it you see it here and then it disappears. Something like how big of a something? Humanoid sized. I say hello. You say hello and <laughs> you see it come back into view. It's another one of those jugglers. Bastard. Um, so I let's... throw fire at it immediately. <laughs> sure. Go ahead and then we'll roll initiative. I don't remember if that's a good idea or not. It's <laughs> 19 to hit it. 19 hits. It does three damage. All right. You do initiative again? Yes, four. Great. Congratulations. Thanks. Pick a Eleven. And Waylon. Sixteen. Pattern is starting to You're form here. You're going on initiative today. I don't remember if you've been doing that. I don't remember either. Well, we'll see if it uh, holds true with attack rolls. So the juggler just got a nine. So we'll be going third. And it is Waylon's turn to start out with. Okay, uh, so we're roughly here. Yeah. And then it's like over here. Yeah, it's there, and you should be able to see another one. Bastards. I did not prepare anything, any of that stuff for today, so let's throw There are two of them. Okay. Uh, Weird, smooth skins, humanoid looking things, juggling humanoid skulls. One of them flashing with electrical lightning sparks, and one with this frosty, cold look, and one flaming, and then this one that's like big and gray and really heavy looking. Okay, well, I'm going to rage as a bonus action and move at them because fuck these guys. Shit. Can't quite get there. Can't quite get there. Okay. Uh, are they wearing clothes? Or are they just like blank? They're just kind of blank. Because I was remembering them wearing like a suit and a bow tie, which is why I drew this. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> you want to be wearing a suit and a bow tie? I'm fine with that. I, I guess I'll just uh, dash into his face so that he has to uh, attack me with this bitch. So Ichabod's turn. Uh, I'm gonna put a crossbow bolt into that one. Uh, that's an 18. That hits the one Waylon's on. Yes, and that's the one that um, the day hit with yes. the fire as well, right? Uh, that's six piercing damage. I am. I do not have offensive spells uh, prepared right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me grow your tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes are already overgrown. Uh, the first juggler is going to take a frosty skull in his hand and just slam it at Waylon, probably hitting us a 16. Yep. Just smashes it right into your face. Ow. And that is going to be four cold damage. The second one is going to take one of those heavy iron skulls, and it's going to chuck it right at day. Twelve? Twelve misses. Bounces off of my shield. Oh, great. <laughs> you knock it back, and it comes off your shield and hits the wall and kind of rolls to a stop before 
it disappears. And you see that as they're juggling, another one of those skulls comes back. And it is Day's turn. Okay, I sling my shields onto my back and I turn into a wolf. And I I howl and run at the same one that Waylon is attacking. Okay. That's, that's, I can't get quite to it because uh, transforming is an action, so I can't dash up. So that brings us back around to Waylon. Okay, then, um, Reckless. <sighs> Good old Waylon. Eight and a four, so, um, 14. 14 just hits. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> that's disappointing. Nine damage. It's looking like it's hurting. Um, you've put a good gash in its suit, <laughs> and its bow ties come untied, and it's just not looking all that great. Uh, Ichabod, your turn. Uh, another crossbow bolt, and that's another 18. 18 will hit. And it's another six damage, piercing. All right, that hits and it scrapes across its collarbone, and then it just hits that bow tie, and it shoots, takes it, and flies it away. Source of its power. <laughs> so, the one on Whale is going to attack Whale again. It's going to take one of the iron skulls, and it's going to smash it right into you with advantage. Fifteen. Mm, that meets, so it hits. Right? Just hits. All right. And that is nine damage. Bludgeoning, right? Bludgeoning. So, four, so four. And the other one is going to toss a skull a Dickabod's way. Lightning flickering from this one. Uh, ten. He's a miss. Hey! Just goes flying right past you, and you hear it smash into the tower behind you. That brings us back around today. Okay, I'll finish running up to this guy. Uh, and I have pack tactics, which gives me advantage, uh, because Waylon is there. So Stop gaining I, disadvantage. Yeah, so I attack at, um, wow, that was a very useful advantage. Um, advantage. <laughs> I got, it's a 3 and a 19. So I got a 22. <laughs> um, so it, it's going to take 7 piercing damage, and it needs to make a DC 11 strength Save. Okay. It goes down. It makes the strength save. Okay. And it looks super beat up. Okay. It is bloody okay. and it's slowly <laughs> torn to shreds. And you can see that whenever it's juggling, like it's just barely catching the big skull. It can barely handle that big heavy one anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the cruise magician at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, reckless attack again. Aha, uh-huh, 16. That was very useful because that, that was a one. <laughs> <laughs> that hits and you're going to kill it. I'm still rolling damage because it's fun. <laughs> uh, let's see, 11. So 16. Cleveland right. 2. I'm <laughs> sure. So you're going to cleave it in 2? Yep. Which direction? <laughs> um, down the middle. Okay. Splits into two halves. The skulls all clatter to the ground and explode 
and fade away. Okay, Geekabot's turn. I am going to fire up the circlet of blasting. Oh, wow. <laughs> ah, nice. That one. All right. Out the new toys. That's a crit. Nice. Uh, <laughs> crit will hit. That's a miss. And the third one is a 19. 19 also hit. So let's see. The first one does 14 plus 7, 21 fire damage. Ooh, nice. <laughs> We just do this. Oh, second level. Yeah. <laughs> Beams of fiery light just go flying at this creature's. Except only two head. So <laughs> the other one was hitting the floor. Yes, it was hitting the floor. You missed a little bit. That's all right. It's your first time using it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had it slightly off. There we go. <laughs> and this creature just. Well, it's like a massive flame for an instant uh, before those flames die down and you can see it again. And it's looking really rough. All of its clothing is burnt off and its weird skin is blackened and scarred now. So it's going to take a skull and it's going to throw it right back at Ichabod. <laughs> and it's fire. Very appropriate. And that is a 16 to hit. Arcane deflection. And it misses me. Nice. It hits right. the it hits the uh, magic force shield around me. You see this flaming soul <laughs> just coming right at your face, <laughs> and you pop up your arcane deflection, and it just skids off in front of your face and goes around you. As you hear it smash into shards behind you. Day's turn, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, the card the cards over here. Uh-huh. So I run over um, to. The other guy, and I bite him. Alright. I don't have the next right now. I did roll a 19. 19 hits. So I need a strength save. Alright. Uh, does a 4 make it? No. Okay, so it takes 7 damage, and I knock it over onto the ground, and I have my paws on its chest. Furiously licking its face. <laughs> Okay, so you knock it down onto the ground, and it's doing its best to juggle, and it's just throwing <laughs> up into the air over its head and over you. And it's having a rough time. And it starts, looking, it starts doing the thing with the, where it juggles with its feet. <laughs> so, I believe that brings us to Wayland. Yep. And it's prone, so you have advantage. Without using your reckless. Please work. Alright. Oh. Uh, um, natural 17, so that's a hit. Oh. He's fucking dead. <laughs> um, Not just more, dead. Is it more than three damage? Oh, yeah. It's a, um, it's a factor of three. Yeah. <laughs> See, so that's, yeah, 21. Okay. <laughs> that's the same amount of damage the circle of blasting. So how do you kill this one? Just drive it like into its chest and put the tip the tip of the side probably goes into the floor. <laughs> Alright. So you do that and then you wrench your blade back out. So you have these two dead creatures on the ground. Uh the skulls it's juggling just like hop in the air and 
harmlessly. <laughs> you see, like, my serious, angry wolf face go into, like, a goofy dog panting. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that was two way stones. better than the first time. <laughs> I do think that the first time we wasted around thinking that they might be not mean. <laughs> yeah. We tried being diplomatic. These creepy looking things juggling skulls, they're not going to be, they're not going to be mean to us. They're fine. I mean, hey, you never know if they're going to ask a riddle first or something. Nice guys. <laughs> Just who's asked riddles, right? Thank you for listening. Legend of Chell is an Orc Zone production made possible through the support of our wonderful patrons. Join us at patreon.com slash orczone. To learn more about the players and their characters, head to orczone.com. <laughs>